This call is being recorded. Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Doing well. Kind of fired up about 2022 recruiting. Can you believe it? 2022 is the year these kids are going to graduate from high school. It sounds nuts. It's like we're recruiting in the future. Oh, I mean, it's always like you're recruiting in the future with Saban. I mean, he's he's FaceTiming when people try and get rid of the bump rule. He's <laughs> he's using the transfer portal to transfer himself to other dimensions <laughs> to find out who's going to be a five-star in 2028. Uh, he's brilliant. Correct. Uh, but before we get into some recruiting, and I do want to get into some recruiting, and I apologize for the – I'm in Thorsby, Alabama, pulled over in my car to do this podcast. That's how committed I am. And uh, apparently in Thorsby, people love to rev their engines. Like (laughs) I'm pulled over trying to make it as quiet as possible. And it's like every time somebody passes me, it's like, I'm like, I get it. You got a loud car. I I never got why having a loud car was cool. I always thought that was a bad sign. Like if my car was loud, I'd take it to get worked on. That's exactly right. I don't, I don't, get that that's a thing i don't but apparently it's a thing but i don't get why it's it a thing and it, it's with young people in particular because i've noticed when i'm at our place in tuscaloosa there's a lot more loud cars than even down here on the alabama coast and uh yeah it's just maybe it's a young people thing i don't know okay well jimmy let's talk about uh let's talk about this Jordan Bruner playing in Vanderbilt. We just didn't even bring up his name in the last podcast, and we should have, because I assume Jordan Bruner was out for a couple more weeks as I need yep. to buckle my seatbelt and try. You know, the, the, I mean, I love – I don't have my sound card because I'm in my car, <laughs> and, like, other shit is making noises for me. <laughs> now I'm running over a gravelly road. I mean, this has got to be – as far as quality podcasts go, this doesn't even qualify. <laughs> That's why I think I think at this point we're now obligated to give great recruiting scoop during this uh, podcast. That's what that's what the people clamor for. So we'll give them good recruiting scoop. And since uh, and since they're getting all these uh, odd car noises, well, I think that's that ought to be in our rating. If somebody rates us on Apple, and please do rate us, if you're gonna rate us nicely, but. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if the next time we got a rating on on iTunes, it was like great information on the podcast. The production value makes it sound like they are using a shell company in India to to produce something that they're doing from Alabama. um, (laughs) Now you're just giving away the secrets. That was that was some inside baseball right there. uh, All right. So let's uh, let's talk about Jordan Bruner for a second. And. Boy, give him a round of applause. But I did think it was interesting. You know, there was some scuttlebutt that perhaps he'd come back next year. The fact that he participated in, in the senior day festivities, do you think that means that he's definitely not coming back? I mean, or do you think that, that, that he just may get to do senior day twice? Uh, yeah, I don't think it would mean anything definite. Um, I, I would even doubt that decision has been firmly made. Uh, I would ju- I would use the word likely. I-, I think likely he's gone and likely is going to try to play professional basketball somewhere uh, in some league. So I would say it's another sign that he's likely gone. 
but uh, I doubt anything has been ruled out entirely. Entirely. Yeah, I, I I really would like to see him come back, but I understand. Um, he's got to be 22, 23 yep. years old, and um, you know if he does have any professional aspirations, you know you're not getting any younger. Take it from Jimmy and me. Um, but back. To, <laughs> I mean, he's graduated from Yale, to, and he'll have a he'll have an advanced degree from Alabama after graduating from Yale, and uh, I think at some point it's uh, it's time to move on uh, and and see if you might be able to play professional basketball. But if not, I'm I'm pretty sure there's a decent job waiting for Jordan Burner somewhere. Well, here's the thing. If he stays one more year, though, considering the number of years he's been in college and his education, he may be tenured. I don't know that we can let him <laughs> off a scholarship. <laughs> yep, we can only release him for cause at this point. <laughs> he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to have sex with a student to get <laughs> to get out of Alabama. Um, you know, there, that may there or may not ever happen. Get out of Alabama. That may or may not ever happen with our basketball players. Uh, Jimmy, let me go ahead and take a quick break and tell everybody about Built Bar. BuiltBar.com is where you want to go for that delicious, nutritious, chocolate-covered gem of a healthy snack. It is unbelievable. Covered in chocolate. All of them are. Tastes delicious. BuiltBar.com. Go there. Use the promo code Locked On. Promo code Locked On. That'll get you 20% off of your order at BuiltBar.com. My goodness gracious, those guys put out a quality product. I just got a word from my office. They say I like to find out what mail I get. And they said, uh, you know, you just got you got some package here. And I, I was like, well, I'm sort of scared for you to open it, but feel free. And she did. And she said, it's Built Bars? And I said, oh, oh yes. hell yeah. Oh, yes. So, uh, pretty fired up about that. Uh, I got Daddy's got lunch taken care of for the next few days, y'all. And uh, Built Bar, they really do. They like a meal substitute. Go check them out. BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Locked On. Want to tell everybody also about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the place to go to put that bet in. You know you want to bet on Alabama and Arkansas coming up. You know you want to take the tide and the point. You know they're going to be getting a, probably about three or four points is my guess. Well, go to BetOnline.ag, put that wager in, and wait for the cash to roll in. That's what's going to happen. BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code Locked On there, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. You put in 200 bucks, you play with 300. You put in a thousand bucks, you play with 1500. It's a pretty sweet deal. Go check them out. BetOnline.ag. Be sure. .ag is where you want to go, and use the promo code Locked On, and you start making money. And tweet us and tell us how much money you've made at BetOnline.ag. We'd love to hear from you. BetOnline.ag. Okay, Jimmy, uh, Arkansas coming up. I'm hoping to get Brian Passing on the podcast before the game. Um, Sweet. I think he and he and Chris Stewart are going to be broadcasting the game from the Baumhauers in Vestavia. I'm going to try and make nice. it there. Now, it's 8 o'clock, which is two and a half hours past my bedtime. But uh, it, still, I, I'm going to try and make it over there. And um, people who know me know I spit truth right there. I, it was funny, though, last night or Saturday night, uh, went out with a few couples. Uh, there's a new hotel in Homewood. If, and by the way, uh, if, if the Curio and, and, uh, in Homewood, if you're interested in sponsoring the podcast and you happen to be listening, 
uh, please contact Jimmy and me and, and just write a check to cash. But um, so we went there for dinner. <laughs> we went there for dinner. And then, like, after dinner, we we went to our neighbor's house. And I was like, look, I'm I'm going to, you know, head on back to the house. I had a, we had a daughter, you know, that that's asleep. And um, I was like, I'm, I'm going to go just stay with her so somebody's there at the house with her. And my wife stayed. So I went to bed about 1030. My wife comes in much later than that from the neighbor's house. And, but, but when she comes in, I wake up and I can't go back to sleep. So I was literally up for like 20, oh, well, not 24 hours, but close to it. Because like, I'm such a morning person that I'm just starting to wake up around 334 o'clock now. And by six o'clock in the evening, I'm, I'm donezo. I, I don't know who's going to win the Alabama <laughs> Arkansas game. I may have to record it. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I, I just, I'm, I've gotten so old that like I'm lapping over into, you know, I'm going to start eating dinner at two in the afternoon, breakfast at four in the morning. I mean, it's crazy shit. Um, but anyway, <laughs> we're playing Arkansas, and uh, for those who don't know, and go check out Passing and Stewart on the call at Best Baby and Bomb Hours. And um, it's going to be a lot of fun. But, you know, Arkansas is now ranked, I think, number 20. We're right now number six. So, huge matchup. It's the first I, – I saw this stat. I can't believe this is true. The first top 20 matchup in Bud Walton Arena since 1998. Is that right? That is – I would be really surprised because of – you know, they do play Kentucky every now and then in Florida. Um, so that's surprising, but I know this Arkansas for years has not been the program. They were in the nineties in the nineties. They were unbelievable. They, they were early in the top 10 every year and early nineties yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in the early nineties. They, they were, they were very, very good. And they have been occasionally good since then, but they were a, an annual power back then. And, uh, and they haven't really been a, a fantastic program since then, I guess, with a lot of questionable hires, I guess. Uh, so I am really, really surprised by that stat, but I guess, I guess I can see it, you know, maybe in the times they were ranked, their opponent wasn't, and they're not ranked all the time. So, huh. It's, it's, it is surprising for sure. Yeah, but, you know, it, maybe the key in there is top 20 because yep. maybe they were ranked number 21 in one of those things or some shit. Exactly. But regardless, we, we did beat them by 31 in Tuscaloosa, so you know they want some revenge. I, they're playing okay. I mean, they beat Florida yep. last Tuesday, but, of course, they hadn't played. They didn't play Saturday because that game with A&M was called off. Uh, right. And, by the way, the A&M game, I think, this, that's coming up, has also been called off. A&M has finally said, you know what? Screw it, y'all. We're, we're just done. They've, they, they have clearly – They uh, don't play anymore. Yeah, and see, I, I heard Nate Oates talk about this the other day, and Nate Oates indicated that uh, if Alabama had five or six guys out due to COVID, he'd still try to play. I mean, uh, he doesn't – he's not going to look for an excuse to uh, get out of games. He, he wants to play, period. Well, and I, I think that's the smart move. I mean – the, the the exception to the rule has been Michigan, who they come off of a layoff and they've beaten now Wisconsin and Ohio State on the road. That's a pretty big deal. Um, but most everybody else, when they've gone in these layoffs, 
like Louisville, they lose by 45 at Carolina. All right. Yeah, uh, it's kind of hard to predict. I, I, I'm sure it's team by team in terms of who's going to be who's going to look sharp after a bye week. Uh, who who's going to you know fall flat because you lose your chemistry. Uh, and, and you know, so I, I don't know. I, to me, it's a really tough call about you know is the bye week good for you or not. I, I think it's almost like a team by team basis as to uh, as to whether it's a good thing or not. Jimmy, let's go ahead and take another break. When we come back, I uh, want to talk a little bit about the big weekend, just Alabama, the university. Hang. All right, Jimmy, uh, last weekend was one of those uh, perfect moments, uh, just a perfect three-day stretch. The softball team kicks ass. The baseball team gets a sweep. I know they weren't playing the, you know, the – Mid-90s Yankees. I'm assuming the Yankees were good in the mid-90s. I don't know. They were. Uh, I don't like baseball. They but, were. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but they get the sweep. Uh, basketball team has a big comeback win over, uh, you know, a bad Vanderbilt team. But I don't care. You get the win. And we think somehow, mathematically, via Pythagorean's theorem, uh, that – that they've mathematically clinched the, the SEC. We're not 100% sure. Nobody's been able to tell me yet. Uh, I put it out in, in the Twitterverse, and still everybody's like, yeah, we're not really sure. Um, but we think so. So, you know, the basketball team didn't uh, – uh, so, wait, those three things. Didn't something else good happen? Uh, baseball, happen? softball, the gymnastics team not only – Gymnastics, gymnastics team LSU not only beat – Yeah, LSU is very good. They not only beat LSU is very good, it was the highest the gymnastics team has scored in four years. So it was their best performance in four years Friday night. Well, and, and then the women beat Mississippi State at home. Now, Mississippi State is not what they were a few years ago uh, when they were playing for national championships, but they're, they're still they're better than what we've been. And so for <laughs> us to get that victory is great. Um, now, we've got – the women have two tough teams coming up. I think A and M at home, and, and which is number five in the country, and then at Arkansas, I believe. Uh, those are going to be difficult. But you know, uh, look, we're, we're fighting. I mean, the, we're fighting for uh, the upper seeds in the SEC tournament when it comes to the women's basketball. And I'm just, I'm just glad to be in the conversation again. I'm not going to pretend that I'm a huge Alabama women's basketball fan, although there's Jasmine Walker. Uh, it has been something special. Um, but I'm not going to pretend that I'm a huge women's basketball fan. That being said, I, what they were over the last 10 years has been almost embarrassing at times. So yep. for them to pick themselves up by the bootstraps and put themselves in a position to beat teams like Mississippi State, to beat teams like Florida or LSU or whoever, hey, it's, it's a big deal, and, and I'm, I'm proud of them. Yeah, I feel the same way. I'm not going to pretend like uh, I'm very knowledgeable about our women's program in terms of recruiting or who's been our best gals or, you know, what, why we haven't been good in, in so long. But I'm just enjoying being good. It's an important sport. It's, it increases in importance every year. It's a, a fun brand of basketball to watch. Uh, and it's just fun to win the games. And uh, it's about time because they haven't been good for a while. But I'm I'm excited and I hope they can somehow play their way in to the NCAA tournament. My understanding is they're a bubble team, uh, and that's a familiar territory for fans of Alabama basketball, but this time it's 
it's the gals. So uh, that probably just means they just need one or two more wins. So let's see. And, of course, in the SEC, the SEC women's basketball is about as competitive as football or baseball oh, yeah. or, or oh, softball. Yeah. I mean, the, those four – I mean, football, of course, gets all the gets all the pub. But let's also call a spade a spade and say Alabama's dominated, Georgia's been, you know, a se- uh, the second-place team, and then there's kind of a gap. So, right. Uh, but, but basketball-wise, I mean – you know, Auburn's done things. Alabama's doing things now. LSU's done things. Kentucky always there. Florida's done things. And then softball-wise, good Lord. I mean, that is like the uh, – do you remember, the, what was it, the Silver Bullets when the Coors yes. Light sponsored women's team that went around? They used to come to Ellick City and play uh, all the people from Russell Corporation and because uh, they had like a softball thing going on. And, um, boy, those, those girls were awesome. <laughs> yeah, our girls' uh, softball team at Alabama is fantastic. The pitching is so deep; it's crazy. I mean, you norm, you know, it's great to have a shutdown pitcher. You're a championship contender when you have two. Feels like Alabama's got maybe four, and that's just so unheard of. And then you're like, oh well, they must not be able to hit. Oh, they can hit. They're they're very good. And what's exciting is this was going to be a really good team. They had coming back period. Now they've added a freshman to the mix, shortstop Bailey Dowling, who's brand new to the team, playing a very difficult position defensively. And all she does when she's not playing an all-star shortstop is hit home runs. So this Bailey Dowling has just kind of moved the offense to another level. I mean, just adding a freshman who can hit fourth in the lineup and play shortstop. Uh, This Alabama team is a serious contender to get to Oklahoma and win a national championship. Now, I'm not saying they will. There's obviously going to be a lot of competition out there, but this appears to be a team highly capable of, uh, of winning the whole thing. And finally, Jimmy, to wrap things up, uh, this is unrelated to Alabama, but I just find it fascinating. So Deion Sanders, Jackson State team, <laughs> they, they win over, I mean, literally over ITT, a&M or, you know, some ooey pooey was IUPUI. They, they went over somebody that you didn't know how to school or they just formed a school, University of Phoenix, something. And they win big. I mean, he does things like go for two when he's up 38 nothing, uh, all this stuff, right? <laughs> he, <laughs> he gets to the press conference and he's got a little bit of a mat on and everybody's kind of trying to figure out, okay, what's, what's the deal here? And he's PO'd because apparently he believed his assistant caught somebody stealing his shit from the coach's office <laughs> while he was coaching the game. And, I mean, when I say his stuff, I mean, I guess Dion just had, like, what, a, maybe a backpack with, like, his wallet and car keys and credit cards and shit like that. <laughs> I mean, he treats it. It's funny because he – he treated it like he was going to Lifetime Fitness. He's like, let me put my shit in my locker and go coach this football team. Um, but, uh, so he had, he had all that stuff laying out, and his assistant catches somebody, like, rifling through his stuff, apparently. And then Jackson State and, – and so Dion gets the press conference almost teary-eyed. He's like, I got the game ball. It's one of the greatest accomplishments of my professional career. First of all, you, you literally beat – you beat Thorsby. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't beat, you didn't beat uh, LSU. Uh, 
you, you beat Thornby. I mean, I, and so you got the game ball. That's great. But um, And then the school comes out and says, okay, it was a misunderstanding. Somebody was trying to move his stuff to a more protected area. And then Dion comes back and says, that's BS. <laughs> talk to son of a bitch. <laughs> and it, I mean, it is – I can't figure out. This is the – is this Jackson State pulling a new Coke where we don't know – the new Coke was such a bad idea that it made everybody – you know, made everybody so brand loyal to old Coke again that it turned out to be marketing genius. Is this Jackson State doing something like this to even get more publicity? I can't imagine this actually happening. But if it actually <laughs> happened, it's hilarious. But if, it, if they set it up, it's genius, right? <laughs> I am not going to give them that level of credit. You know, and I, I, just, think, I just think if Dion is involved, strange shit is going to happen. <laughs> and it's impossible to predict. And he's impossible to predict. But I will say this, uh, this FCS football in the spring thing has thrown me for a loop. Uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, I get it. I'm not upset. I understand that they're doing this out of necessity, and I'm so glad these kids get to play football this year. So I'm not upset that it's happening. I just say generally it just does not interest me, and I doubt I'm going to watch any of it. I might keep up with what's going on, particularly with quarterbacks that are playing in the FCS that are trained by QB country. I'll definitely root for those guys. But, um, but Dion, I think Dion and Jackson state have sort of made it interesting. And I'll say this, I say, I'm not going to watch, but if Dion's team is on TV and they're playing somebody good, I probably will watch. I mean, so I'm sure that says something for the hire of Dion Sanders and how he's made it interesting because I, I I don't care if North Dakota State's playing James Madison and I think they're the two best teams at that level. Uh, I probably wouldn't watch that, but if Jackson State is playing like Grambling, uh, I'm I'm probably going to watch. Oh, I'm I'm going to watch that, and I'm going to hope that they don't even put a camera on the field. I just want to watch <laughs> Deion Sanders. That's all I want to watch. But hey, hey, think of this, Luke. And I'm serious. Let's say Jackson State wins the SWAC, and he inherits a bad team and then they win the swack and they make the, the, the FCS playoffs and they do pretty well. At that point, doesn't Dion become a thing for at least a group of five job? I oh, mean, yeah. And what's going to happen is he's going to get that job and it's going to be a complete disaster. You know, that's <laughs> going to, that's coming. This is coming. And I did have the thought that it's a good thing that, that, uh, Dion's assistant caught the attempted robber instead of Dion because there's no chance Dion would have stopped him, right? I no, mean, Dion Dion's not anybody. tackling shit. Dion never hit anybody when he played. He, he's the greatest cornerback that's ever played the game, in my opinion. The greatest cornerback of all time still hasn't hit anyone. But yeah, yeah but, no, it, he's, he's like it's a business decision. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's, he he knows what he is. I mean, you got to respect that. Like people like, Look, laugh. My goal is to not let you catch it. Hey, it's fun. It's fun to sort of, sort of, you know, poke at Dion. It's fun, but but think of this. If I just said this, what I said about going to Group of Five, I'm a huge fan of Bill Clark, I, I, and hopefully Bill Clark will be at UAB as long as he wants to. But if I told you that Bill Clark retired and UAB was hiring Dion Sanders, you might not buy stock in UAB football. Like, oh, they're going places now, but you would be more interested than ever. It would be like, oh, this. 
that would become must-see television and people in Birmingham and all around central Alabama and, and further, UAB football would be highly interesting. I, I think ticket sales would go up and interest would go up regardless of the fact that Bill Clark is really good at his job and we don't really know if Dion will be. But, I mean, when you say UAB hired Dion Sanders, I think the first thing that happens is the phone starts ringing and season tickets start moving. I think that's true. I think that I would I would sell UAB stock short. I would go complete GameStop on on UAB stock. <laughs> it would have a it would have a incredible uptick, and then I would sell the hell out of it because that shit's going to bottom out. Um, but anyway, I think you're right. It, it'd be kind of fun to watch it. Hell, I'd love for Alabama to schedule Jackson State, and that's the other thing. Like, if you schedule Jackson State right now, usually you get killed. For scheduling a team like that, I think everybody'd be kind of like, "Yeah, I kind of get that." I mean, that's, oh, that's okay. a great point. I mean, I'd love to see it. If we were playing Jackson, I, mean, I think who, who we play? We play Mercer this year in Mercer on the twenty twenty one. Oh, yeah, I, I wish we. Much, we and I'm look, I love play. Mercer. Mercer's Mercer's bought some stuff from me, so I'm not going <laughs> to uh, say I don't like Mercer. I love Mercer, but I would kick Mercer to the curb for Jackson State just for the. Yep. I mean the. Yep. The tickets would be incredible, yep. and the goodwill. Cool. I mean, you're you're helping you're, you're helping this, um, you know, historically black college. You're helping a you know Dion sort of you know get his foot in the door more with coaching. I mean, the, the goodwill alone is is huge. Yeah. That's so, a good yeah, point. I'm, you I'm, know, and I'm I've always wanted to play Grambling. I think because of the Bear Bryant and Eddie Robinson thing. I don't I don't think it's ever happened. Uh, if it has, that's news to me. But I think an Alabama grambling game, uh, which would really honor Coach Bryant and Eddie Robinson in my mind. Um, I think that'd be great. And frankly, with this new movement, uh, you know, and, and the momentum that historically black colleges have right now, uh, it makes all the sense in the world for Alabama to schedule one. And I would be excited to see it. And it would be great to welcome them to campus. Man, I just had a thought. And I know this whole segment has run long with a bunch of really <laughs> dumbass ideas. But, uh, but I had a thought. Okay, I don't know who the wealthiest African-American from like a historically black college that plays football is. I know the guy that, that I can't remember his name that started BET. Does he own the Charlotte Hornets? Um I know the guy that owns the Charlotte Hornets is an African-American. I can't remember where he made his money or whatever. Uh, but I would love to see somebody of, of that caliber say, all right, here's the deal. Alabama, we want you to play Jackson State. And we want you to, or, or uh, you know, name uh, Howard. I don't think we could play Howard. Does Howard have a football team? I think yeah, they do because Cam Newton's brother was there. Um, That's right. You know, I think but, they're, yeah. But you go there. Yep. And here's the deal. Because I know that you're missing out on a shit ton of money for the home game, we'll, I'll pay – I'll foot that bill. I'll pay you the – you know, you, you mm. normally make $3 million for a home game, whatever it is. I'll write you a check for $3 million, But you come here and you play them, and that's win-win, win-win-win. I mean, yep. the, Alabama gets a ton of goodwill. The school gets a uh, – I mean, what kind of exposure would that be? Oh, my oh, yeah. God. Yeah, um, Alabama on your campus. And, uh, that, that would be great. And, yeah, and Alabama doesn't f- lose money. 
there's a few schools that we would obviously win the game, but would be just so historically significant. I would love to see it and play any of the SWAC schools, not just Grambling, but any of them would be awesome. Uh, Army, Navy, Air Force uh, in the regular season. Yeah. It would be it would be awesome, period. And it would be, as you point out, more awesome if we somehow played them there. But it would have to make financial sense for it to happen. So I get that money is very, very important to all of us, not just Alabama. <laughs> so the money has to make sense. But uh, but boy, how fun uh, to do that. I'll tell you another one, uh, just because they kind of earned their way, maybe you'd have to be careful with it. But uh, how about playing North Dakota State up there in the uh, Fargo Dome? <laughs> I mean, they but yeah. That, that I'd, I'd be fine with it, except is I mean, and I don't mean to insult to NDSU. Is there anybody that would be willing to foot the bill for that? From I, I, NDSU, I, I, I doubt it. I mean, you know, the only wealthy person, stakes? the only per, the only person, uh, the only wealthy person I can name from North Dakota State's Carson Wentz, and I doubt, I doubt he wants to pay Alabama. <laughs> yeah, he's got some but, other shit on his mind. <laughs> he is, but uh. You know, ironically, Alabama, hey, how about that? I just said uh, Carson Wentz paying uh, Alabama to play when the national championship next year is at the Carson Wentz Dome in Indianapolis. How about that? Not only that, he's taking over for a quarterback that's from Alabama that's gone back to Alabama to coach high school football. And he's going to be taking snaps from Alabama center, Ryan Kelly. <laughs> Holy hell. This is like <laughs> half a degree of separation. No wonder people list, uh, love our show. No wonder people love this show. Well, I, th I think the reason – I will say this. I didn't realize it was good at the time, but a buddy of mine, uh, shout out to uh, John. You know who you are, John. I won't say your last name for fear that you'll be stalked for some reason. Uh, he sent me a text and said, hey, I really liked your line about the nets and the scissors. And I was like, hey, you know what? That, that was a good line. It, I sold it short at the time. It was a pretty damn good line. So uh, – <laughs> About us cutting down the nets, and uh, yeah. know, he said the podcast is still good even without the sound effects. So that's, uh, you know, I'm going to get the sound effects back, though, people. It's not just going to be me in a car and and Jimmy through a tunnel shortly. I'm going to get that kissing thing back and the and the claps and the laughs. We're going to get all that shit. So perfect. All right, Jimmy, that's good. Yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, boy, that last segment went directly off the rails, but that's okay. That's it was what good. we do. Um, it was good though. We hit some home runs there. We did it. it. You know, I think the, our greatest strength is our modesty. Um, <laughs> all right, buddy, roll time. Roll time.